0: Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by premier boat builders, visit AbyssBattery.com. This podcast is brought to you by Midland Radio USA, your leader in overlanding and off road communications. Also, join the brigade at TruckBrigade.com, the best of the best for off road and overlanding gear. Rigid Industries Off-Road Lighting, Own the Night with Rigid, Radar Tires, an active supporter of the Breast Cancer Research Foundation and manufactured carbon neutral since 2013. Welcome to the Anderson Overland Podcast. Hello there, welcome back to the Anderson Overland Podcast, your favorite Favorite podcast? I know it is. <laughs> I hope it is. Um, yeah, welcome back, everybody. Uh, man, it's been a crazy last couple weeks for us, and uh, my schedule's just been nutty. Um, not so much with work, but just everything going on. Just been a lot on our plate, and um, here we are, all the way into March now, 2023. I can't believe how quickly this year is going by already um, it just blows my mind actually <laughs> man it's crazy I totally lost track of the month of February and um, I'll be honest with you guys I lost track of the days and uh, thought I had a couple more days to do this podcast and just got away from me so Here we are. I apologize to those of you that have been so loyal and so cool um, to us by sticking around these last two years and supporting us and what we're trying to do here on the podcast. And uh, I sincerely apologize for the delay. I know this is coming out on the 2nd of March and not the 1st, but uh, hopefully those of you guys that listen to this on your way to work and stuff are going to be able to check it out and enjoy it. And I'm sorry, but today, today, this lovely morning, it's 12 1245 AM on Thursday morning, the second, and it is absolutely pouring outside here in Arizona, which is much needed for us and something we don't get very often. Honestly, uh, where I live, at least, it seems like everything skirts around us here. I don't know what the heck the issue is, but uh, where I live Every single storm goes either north of us or south of us, and it'll be—it's actually unbelievable. It'll be raining like pouring just across the river from us. And uh, for those of you guys that don't know, I'm virtually right on the Colorado River. I could throw a rock from my front driveway, and and it would land in the river. And uh, it's super crazy that over in California, it'll be pouring, and you know. Over on this side, it, it's nothing. I mean, it'll literally be cloudy and just absolutely getting it over there in the summertime with thunderstorms too, and uh, we'll get nothing here. It's super weird. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why. It's I don't know if it's some kind of you know geographical thing or some kind of topography thing or moisture thing because of the river and all the uh, farmlands we have around us and what it does to the atmosphere. I have no idea, but it sucks sometimes. Um, obviously we live in a super cool spot, but man, I definitely miss these seasons, um, like we had in big bear and the weather and stuff. And it sounds like those guys up there are getting absolutely hammered with snow. I remember the last time it was like that up there was in 2005. I think it was the 2005, 2006 season that I can remember it being that much snow in one season, like, like it has been. Um, but I don't believe that it was like I think Lake Arrowhead or something got like eight feet in the last six days or something crazy. Like that's, that's unheard of. we've had huge winters, but that's like Lake Tahoe kind of snow. I mean, that that's unreal. I mean, they're getting snowed down in, I saw a video today uh, of a fire engine at seal beach Naval air station or Naval uh, warfare facility or whatever, right down there. Um, near the, the ocean and they were getting snow like what in the hell is going on it's unbelievable fontana in southern california beaumont banning san bernardino redlands um everybody down there is getting snow like i've never in my life ever heard of that and i've been in southern california where i was in southern california since i was like seven or eight years old um and uh up until just a couple of years ago and never in my life have i ever seen or heard of it snowing down in those places just absolutely nuts but uh, you know there's there's a lot of weather changes and um, i don't believe in climate change or any of that bs but uh, there's definitely some some stuff happening you know it it uh, it says in the end times that there will be uh, weather changes and climate changes and all sorts of you know wars and rumors of wars and all this crazy stuff if you guys are Ever into uh, reading the Bible in Revelations, man, it's it's uh, pretty nuts when you you read those those chapters and then you see what's going on right now. It's uh, pretty nuts. Anyways, I'm not going to go into that, but um, thank you guys for being back to listen to the podcast and and like I said, the support from you guys is just absolutely awesome. Um, our listeners keep going up and up every month and. Um, it's just very encouraging to me to keep going. And today we're going to talk about some amazing spots, uh, uh, some spots that I, I hold very dear to my heart, you know, part of the reason because it's our backyard now. And part of the reason is I've been going to these mountains for probably the last 20 years and spending a lot of time in them, uh, talking about the black mountains, which is, um, east of Laughlin and west of Kingman, Arizona, uh, Laughlin's in Nevada, but, uh, it's, it's, it's the mountains, the, the black mountains, um, in Oatman, Arizona area. And Oatman is a town that was named after, um, Olive, uh, Oatman. She was a young, um, Illinois, uh, child or a girl that was captured and enslaved by Indians, Um, during uh, her family's uh, pioneering their journey westward in 1851. And uh, they were just trucking across the desert. And uh, I I don't know the uh, details of of how they were approached or what kind of went down there, Um, but her whole family was massacred. I think her and her uh, younger sister, I believe, were the only ones to to, uh, survive. And Olive... um, uh, actually got, got captured. Her, her younger sister ended up dying later on. Um, and she got, uh, you know, captured by the Indians and was later traded, uh, to the Mojave Indians, uh, which is our local Indian tribe here. And, uh, they adopted her and tattooed her face, uh, into the customs of the tribe. If you've ever seen any pictures of Olive of Oatman, uh, it's pretty pretty creepy, actually, <laughs> what they did to her, uh, her face, um, the tattoo. Um, some might think it's pretty cool, but uh, I think it's kind of creepy. But she was um, she was traded and uh, released in, I think, 1856 at Fort Yuma, which is uh, Southern Arizona. And um, they ended up uh, naming one of the mines up in Oatman, uh, the town, obviously, after Olive uh, Oatman and uh the moss mine and a bunch of other big mines came into play and um um, later on the united eastern mining company took over the area and just one of the biggest gold rushes i think the largest producer of gold for like a decade was in oatman arizona like in the in the world um at least in the uh, um, united states but a pretty amazing place a uh, Very, very cool little town now. There's just a, a little tourist town now. It's a ghost town, basically, and parts of it. But they, they've they made that the old remnants of Oatman available uh, as attractions. The only major building that I think that is left from the original uh, 1800s buildings is the uh, Oatman Hotel. There was a big fire that came through and wiped out the whole city, <clears throat> the whole town, I should say not really a city. I think there was like a total of like 3,500 people there uh, at its its heyday. And I, th- I think there's now like a hundred people that live there. Um, but there was a, a fire that went through. There was a bunch of awesome photos, um, or I'm sorry, a bunch of awesome buildings. And there's a bunch of photos of them uh, from before 1921 um, that are pretty cool. So if you guys are into that kind of stuff, get onto Google and search for Oatman, Arizona, and check out some of those old uh, pre-1921 photos before the town you know, burned down. But the, the old uh, Oatman Hotel is um, the oldest two-story adobe structure in Mojave County. And uh, it's a ho- historical landmark. So if you guys have never been up there, it's a really cool place to go check out. Um, we go up there every now and then to Christmas shop or, you know, get little gifts or something um, just to, you know, get out of the heat or whatever down here. It's only like half hour drive for us, uh, from where I live at the river here, but, um, it's up in the mountains up there in the black mountains, like I said, and, uh, it's up about, I don't know, 3,500 feet, maybe 3000 feet in elevation. So it's a little bit cooler. Uh, I mean, they just got snow today, so just a couple inches. Um, but just a really neat, neat town. And there's just mines everywhere. I, I believe I heard a rumor or I don't know if this is factual, but um, there's supposedly 3000 open shaft mines within a mile radius of town. And I've been in quite a few and, you know, traveling four by fouring over those mountains for, you know, the last 20 years, I believe it. I mean, it's, it's unreal when you're, you're, Trail running around town and and on these these crazy uh, um, you know four by four trails, jeep trails, side by side trails, whatever you want to call them, you come across stuff uh, you know all the time. I mean, every seems like every couple hundred feet there's another mine shaft or a, a drift or a portal or something. And um, we've started looking up some of the historical documents and things uh, in relating to these mines because uh, my daughter and I are are pretty. Uh, into rock hounding and things like that. We actually uh, captured a gold mine a uh, year before last. We we registered our own our own claim, a 20 acre claim up at the top of Oatman on the backside actually. And uh, so we're super into that and we've been prospecting in a new spot and um, been up there quite a bit. And it's just a really neat place to go. Right now, all the poppies are blooming and stuff and it's just beautiful. But um, yeah, but I just want to talk about Oatman today because there are some really amazing uh, places to camp and places to uh, trail run and explore. Um, there's a bunch of BLM trails that are actually designated trails. One's called the Candy Ass, which is I've been all the way up uh, in a Tacoma with my brother-in-law. And that was probably, gosh, of all the four by fouring I've done, even in Colorado and in California that was probably one of the gnarliest trails I've been up. It was, it was pretty intense. Um, just, you know, feeling like you're going to tip over the whole time and a lot of huge rock climbs and rock faces to climb up. And uh, I would definitely not recommend that unless you were super, super experienced and you have a vehicle that's built for rock climbing. It, it was pretty gnarly. Um, but there's, there's, you know, other trails um, like the narrows, um, Secret Pass, Silver Creek is just basically a dirt road. Uh, Boundary Cone is a really nice little trail, um, super easy. Um, and then there's there's even some north of Laughlin actually out uh, by Lake Mojave, um, one that goes to the Portland Mine, uh, the Tyro Mine, and some really cool trails out there that if you guys have not checked out, uh, if you've been in this, this part of the country um, or the state, you definitely need to check out. Uh, this is the perfect time of year. We we get, you know, upwards of 120 degrees on average through a lot of weeks of the summer um, and even higher than that sometimes uh, only for maybe a week or two, maybe three weeks total uh, where it's higher than 120. But man, it is gnarly. You don't, you don't want to be out here then you want to be on the water. Um, you know, as much as possible. But this time of year is like side-by-side, four-by-four season. And man, we've been out as much as possible. And it's super fun. Jed and I have been going up to Oatman. And like I said, we've been prospecting for some new uh, gold claims. And we've been going up there quite a bit and hiking around to some new places that we actually have never been um, and taking samples and stuff from um, some of the uh, the uh, old claims that are inactive up there and, and seeing if, uh, you know, Basically, taking samples of the tailings because uh, you know the, the technology that we have now, they didn't have that back then, and so I think my theory is that there's a lot of tailings that they they missed out on, uh, you know, gold. Uh, I think there's there's a lot of unprocessed gold in that ore, and uh, so we've been going up there and finding all sorts of really cool things. Um, Jeda and I have been finding relics and putting them on display for other people to enjoy. Um, you know, it's just super fun to get up there with her. And we, we bring a metal detector sometimes. And, um, and we just spend hours just looking around, you know, for square head nails and, you know, parts of, of workings and, you know, you name it, uh, all sorts of really cool stuff. And it's just a great, great time to get out there with her and, and spend time with her and, and explore this beautiful country that we have out here. You know, the desert is an absolutely beautiful place. Um, not so much in the summer. I will, I will admit it's absolutely hell out here for about three months out of the year. But this time of the year, it's awesome. So we've been going up there and doing a lot of 4x4ing, four um, finding a lot of new claims. There's one that we just found that was called the Gold Range. Um part of the I think the United Eastern mine that we just found recently and, and a bunch of other really cool ones. There's a a guy on YouTube, um Gosh, I think his name is Jeff. I think it's Ask Jeff. He's a gold prospector, and he he's done some really cool stuff in Oatman lately um, that I've really enjoyed. So, guys, if you guys haven't checked him out, um, he's got a a little bit of an annoying voice on some of his older videos, (laughs) but his new stuff he's he's uh, calmed down a little bit. Um, Kind of a high strung dude, but uh, super knowledgeable. My God, is the geology that that guy knows is absolutely insane. But We've been going up there and getting samples and bringing them home. Um, I don't know if you guys saw a reel that I posted on Instagram uh, last week, but we have a, a gold machine. It's an auto panner. It's called the gold magic auto panner. Um, I've got a dry washer and uh, a gold table, small like fines, uh, fine gold, uh, gold table. And we've been bringing stuff home and, and we'll just run run stuff for about an hour and pack it up and then set it back up and do another hour, another day. and just kind of fun to do. And, you know, we haven't found much, but it's just a really fun, um, hobby, honestly, you know, especially to do with your kids. So if you guys are ever interested in doing that with us, I would be absolutely more than happy to take you guys up to some of these spots that we know and, uh, and spend an afternoon up there digging around and stuff. So if you guys are interested in bringing your kids up and doing that or your families or whatever, please reach out to me. Um you can find us at Andersonoverland.com or email me at Andersonoverland at gmail dot com. I'd be more than happy to do that. So we've got a, a four seater side by side and we can stick to you in the back and, and head up. So uh or the uh the forerunner. But um really fun. So we've been up there doing that quite a bit. The other day we went up after um, we went shooting. There's a, a shooting park up there that we're a part of. It's called Tri-State Shooting Park. If you guys are, are firearms people um, and ever in the area, it's a state-funded shooting park, private shooting park up off of Boundary Cone Road, which is the road that goes up to Oatman. And my God, it is awesome. They got like a retail space. They rent out guns up there for skeet shooting. They've got Long range rifle uh, ranges and uh, handgun ranges and archery and all sorts of really cool stuff. And they have been super gracious to us and recently let us go up there and install uh, a repeater for GMRS radio frequency uh, that Midland Radio, uh, one of our sponsors gave us um, to install for the Valley. So we just did that a couple weeks ago. And man, it's been working so good that 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 shooting range sits up on the slopes of the Black Mountains and on the west side uh, aspect of Oatman and uh, just overlooks pretty much the whole valley all the way from Laughlin all the way down to uh, the 40 freeway, uh, all the way to Needles, California, actually, and everything in between. And it's been working really, really good. And so uh, shout out to Tri-State Shooting Park for allowing us to do that. If you guys are out here um, and one of our locals, and you guys use GMRS radio. Uh, it's channel 15 is repeated now. Uh, haven't had a chance to program it for um, uh, Code Guard or uh, those uh, the um, uh, you know the the uh, ins and outs of the repeater. There's a lot of a lot more options than than what just comes stock. But right now it's just set up stock. On channel fifteen, um, the receive free frequency is four six seven dot seven thousand, and the transmit is four six two dot seven thousand. So, if you guys are interested in that and want some uh, more reliability and extension for your range out here when you guys are four wheeling out here, um, definitely get on channel fifteen. And uh, we're we're usually monitoring that channel, so give us a shout out um, to Anderson Overland Podcast, and uh, we would very much appreciate it. So. Huge shout-out to Tri-State Shooting Park for allowing us to do that and Midland Radio. They've just been absolutely great. So uh, if you guys are looking at radios to use in, in the off-roading scenario, um, you know, for a long time, people use CB radios and, and those have, you know, good applications sometimes. They're kind of getting a little antiquated now. Um, the GMRS frequency is just below like ham frequency. Um, you do have to have a license for it. Um, but man, the range on GMRS is absolutely awesome. The range on CB frequencies is super crabby, uh, crappy usually, unless it's, you know, um, line of sight or you've got like a kicker hooked up to your system. Um, uh, a kicker is basically an amplifier, but GMRS, uh, we're getting people out at 30, 40 miles, um, up using the, the radios, even without the repeater line of sight. I mean, you're getting 15, 20 miles easily. Um, they're rated for 38 miles. I think some of the models are rated to 50 miles. Uh, the one that, that I use most of the time is the Midland USA, MXT 575 micro mobile. And man, that thing is awesome. There's a, a ghost antenna that, that is, um, like a low profile antenna that I use and it's been doing really good and when i connect to that that repeater it just you know it repeats the signal so much farther and um, it's been really great just to have that extra reliability while we're up on the trail and stuff that's it's almost it's a safety issue basically when you're out there there's not much cell service up in the oatman area in the black mountains area Um, and uh, having that repeater now uh, for those that have gmrs radios even the handhelds um, some of the midland radio handhelds are uh, repeater enabled and um, or capable, I should say. And they're awesome. They're awesome little products. Highly recommend them. Um, if you guys are looking for that, that sort of uh, application or solution for your rig, um, please reach out to me as well. Like I said, the, the email is andersonoverland at gmail.com. Or you can uh, message me, um, drop my drop into my DMs on Instagram, as they say, <laughs> and I'd be more than happy to help you, uh, you know, with that and direct you to the right radio. We've had a lot of people on here that have been, you know, super amped on the product and, and people that we've recommended to Midland, and and I haven't heard any complaints at all about, uh, you know, their product from anybody. So definitely get on to midlandusa.com and check them out. They are just great people. They're from St. Louis, uh, Kansas city, St. Uh, I'm sorry, Kansas city, Missouri, and just an awesome company to work with. I, I have not been more happy with anybody, uh, as we have with, uh, we have been with, with Midland. They just take such good care of us, such great people. And they have, you know, all the, uh, the values and moral standards and, you know, character that we, um, you know, that we do and that we uh, expect from our sponsors and people that we work with our partners. So definitely go check them out. Like I said, again, midlandusa.com. One thing that I wanted to mention, uh, about Oatman too is there's a lot of trails up there. Um, but there are some that have gates and things, um, on your way up to Oatman, there's one mine that it says, uh, the white chief mine, and it has a no trespassing sign on it or a, a keep out sign. Um, everybody's in and out of that all the time, but you know, there are areas, uh, that you need to respect and, and, you know, please just follow the signs and, and, uh, stay out of the properties that you're not supposed to go into. Um, just respect people's property. And, um, and like we've always said, you know, clean up after yourselves, don't leave uh, trash, you know, um, Whatever you bring in, bring out. So, But it's a really neat place to check out. Like I said, there's mine shafts and things everywhere and old buildings and mill sites. And uh, as you drive up the road outside of town, there's a Silver Creek Road, which if you make a left on Silver Creek heading west, it'll take you all the way to Bullhead City, um, to Laughlin Airport, basically. And uh, all along Silver Creek, there's just so many neat things to see um, I mean, you could spend a whole day, several days back there, um, just looking around and, and, um, exploring. There's a lot of really neat mines that you can walk into that are huge and super safe, um, super hard rock, um, you know, uh, portals that you can walk into and really cool. Uh, a, a guy that I know, uh, I don't know that he's doing it recently, but, um, if you're ever up there, look up, uh, Mike from the Homestake mine. It's off of Silver Creek. And I believe that on some weekends they're still giving tours of that mine. And, um, that is an awesome experience. He took us up there one day. Um, we drove in there and said, you know, uh, tours being given today. So we drove up to the mine and there was a couple other families up there, but he hooked up the ventilation system and lighting system and took us into this portal. Uh, probably God, probably a, about three or 400 feet back into this mountain and showed us all sorts of awesome things back there. They were mining fluorite and uh, we, we took a bunch of ore and he showed us how to get it off the rock and stuff. And uh, we chiseled a bunch of it off, put it in a bucket and walked back out and he put it in his crusher and ran it through the whole process all the way down to uh, getting the gold out of it. And that was a really neat thing to see from, you know, step one all the way to, you know, the end um, result. And, um, you know, there's some people up there that do that kind of thing at their patented mine, mining claims um, that have, you know, homesteads up there and things like that. Um, so definitely keep your eyes open for that. But in town, there's several rock shops um, that are just full of gems and rocks uh, from people that have found all sorts of stuff around town, including us. Um, actually a lot of stuff from our old mining claim are being sold, uh, in that town. I've noticed (laughs) because, um, our mining claim area is the only place that you're going to find, um, some of those, uh, gems, uh, just from our experience over the years. And, uh, yeah, it's really neat. There's a lot of knowledgeable people in town to talk to and just a lot of really neat little things to see. So a really cool antique shop in town too, if you haven't, haven't been. So yeah, Oatman is is pretty uh, pretty busy most of the time. You go into town and there's there's you know gun uh, gunfight you know gunfights being acted out on the streets and you know just tons of tourists and stuff right there in town. But if you get out of town on the outskirts, there's just so much four by fouring and things to see that that normal people don't get to see. And most of the trails are pretty safe and pretty easy. So. Uh, definitely take the time if you're ever in the Mojave uh, Valley out here, Bullhead City, Arizona, or, you know, Laughlin area, um, definitely take the time to get up there and check that stuff out, you know, rent a side-by-side or a Jeep or something and get out there and, uh, or, you know, whatever you're, you're driving, you can get up to Oatman. Uh, no problem. If there's paved roads all the way up. there. It's actually the old route 66 that went through Oatman until I believe 1953 when they rerouted it from needles to, to Kingman. So um, it's got an a, a old, uh, you know, uh, history and just really cool stuff. So Oatman, Arizona, pretty cool place. But uh, another thing I wanted to talk about today to just in light of everything going on in the world and the climate of everything going on right now is um, I've been talking about this stuff uh, probably for the last, you know, several months, kind of on and off. But one thing that Recently, I've been thinking about trying to uh, focus on a little bit more is putting together a, um, a bug out bag or a go bag, uh, just some, a quick bag if you don't have time to grab a lot of stuff. Um, you know, something that would have, you know, things like shelter, um, you know, a tent or, you know, some kind of shelter uh, system, um, lights, you know, flashlights, extra clothing, water, um, water purification, um, you know, meal kits or food of some sort, first aid kits, uh, fire starter kit, um, what's some other stuff like a survival knife. Um, you know, and of course, you know, out here we're able to do it uh, or carry more than, you know, most States, but, um, you know, a firearm and ammunition, to something to protect your family is important too. Um, not only from, you know, animals, but, uh, more importantly, um, people that are going to be trying to pillage you in the event that there's an emergency or some kind of, um, you know, massive emergency going on in the country or in your state or your city, wherever you're at, having a go bag is just a, a really, really smart thing, uh, medications, things, things like that. So if you guys have not done that, I'd really encourage you to do that. You know, um, it's this day and age and everything going on. It's, it's important. So, um, definitely get online and if you guys need help with that too, let me know, but online, you know, YouTube, Google are very, very great resources to get a, a checklist of, of what you might want to put in a, uh, a go bag or a, a bug out bag. So pretty, pretty important. Um, I, I don't, I don't even know what to say about what's going on lately. <laughs> it's, pretty mind blowing. Um, I mean, even like I said earlier, the, the weather and stuff, uh, this, this season's just been crazy. So, um, you know, there's been a lot of poor families that have been, you know, um, stuck down the mountain from big bear and, you know, our Southern California mountain ranges and other places here in, in Arizona that have been snowed in and people can't get home. And, um, it's pretty important, you know, you don't, if you're not near, Uh, somewhere that you you can stay or people that you know that you can stay with. It's, you know, you got to sleep in your car for a night or whatever. It's super smart to have that stuff. Even, you know, with my commute back and forth to work in California, I I have stuff in my car that, you know, I know that if I break down or, you know, I'm out in the middle of the desert out here in the middle of the night on my way to work and I have a problem that um, I can survive with, uh, you know, the extremes outside, even in the summer. And, uh, you know, be prepared. So it's very important. I highly encourage you guys to do that. Look into getting a go bag, bag, put together for your vehicle, um, and your families. Uh, so you guys can be, uh, prepared for the worst. So very important. But anyways, um, check out Oatman if you guys have not been, like I said, really cool area. I mean, this is just like the side-by-side Mecca out here. If you guys are into that as well, um, another UTV company just popped up, Speed UTV, which they're they're trying to uh, com- compete with Polaris and Kawasaki and all the big big wigs. And they just they just threw anchor in Lake Havasu. So um, this place is the mecca out here. There's some really neat things to see, um, and most of the trails, like I said, are are uh, suited for you know jeeps or or side by side. So you can get to a lot of these these uh, these places with both of those types of rigs. There's a lot of outdoor, um, you know, uh, bars and all sorts of crazy stuff that people have built out here in the desert. There's, there's actually a plethora of these bars, um, Lucy goosey and, uh, reds and the nacho bar and all the bunker bar, all these bars out here that people have built out of, uh, pallets and wood and, and they're legit. I mean, I'm, I'm talking, this isn't, you know, just some podunk thing. It's some of them are pretty awesome. There's a desert bar out in Parker. That's a really cool place. If you've, you've never heard of that, um, search the desert bar in Parker, Arizona. That is an absolutely amazing, amazing place uh, to uh, check out. So anyways, I'm going to get on out of here and uh, leave you guys with that and look forward to some more interviews coming up and some more great things happening with the podcast. I'm really looking forward to going to Expo here in a couple months and uh, maybe we'll see you guys there probably going to try and do some more live interviews and and um, some coverage of the expo and uh, we'll be out on the trail more and uh, we will definitely let you guys know how things are going and where we're going to be and we'd love to see you and meet you so have a great rest of your day i hope your work schedule your work week is amazing and uh, if it's not keep your chin up and push through Um, the weekend will be here before you know it. So love you guys. Thank you so much for the support. Like I said, again, and, um, have a great one. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.